Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 142 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham. And today I want to chat to you about how to get out of a rut with your content and what to do when you're struggling to show up online, you need to get yourself unstuck and you metaphorically need to get back on the horse. Now, before I get into that, I have something very exciting to tell you about because after three years, 140 something episodes, 75,000 plus downloads. This podcast has its first ever sponsor. So I'm very proud to let you know that this episode has been created in partnership with Penfold, who are the pension provider for those who are self-employed, AKA us business owners. As you know, the financial side of running a business is something I've been on an absolute journey with. From burying my head in the sand and having no systems in place a few years ago to now when I have organized finances, if I say so myself, and peace of mind that my money is working hard for me. A big part of what helped me get from A to B was starting a Penfold pension. I remember it clearly. I was sat on my sofa when a friend tweeted me a link to Penfold and asked if I'd considered getting a pension before. Now, the honest answer was no. I was 21 at the time. Surely I didn't need to be thinking about a pension. And then I realized, as someone who is so intentional about taking action for my future self in every other area of my business, why wasn't I doing it with my finances? And Penfold appealed to me for two main reasons. First up, it's simple. The sign-up process literally took a couple of minutes and it was so much easier than I'd expected. Plus, they have a calculator which helps you figure out how much you should be putting in and takes all of the thinking out of the process. And second of all, the contributions are flexible, which when you're a business owner is a game changer because as we know, income fluctuates. So with Penfold, you can put in as much or as little as you want and you can also pause and top up when you need to. Plus, if you've got a previous pension, Penfold's friendly team of experts can help you find it and get them all into one place. Starting my pension is one of the best financial decisions I've made. And every time I see it being topped up, I feel a little bit more smug about the thought of my future self enjoying a G&T on me. To start your Penfold pension today and kick off the financial year strong, head to getpenfold.com forward slash refer forward slash Alice Benham, or just click the link in the show notes and you'll get £25 put in your pension pot when you make your first deposit to help you get started. With pensions, as with all investments, your capital is at risk and the value can go both up and down. But what are you waiting for? Get yourself a Penfold pension and happy saving. I think I smashed that. So you're stuck in a rut with your content and you're not sure what to do. Well, first of all, let me acknowledge that is a totally normal thing to experience. I really believe our businesses are constantly ebbing and flowing and our content especially, although I feel like the word feels a bit cringe and makes me want to throw up in my mouth, absolutely works in seasons. There are seasons where your content is going to feel good. You're going to be showing up with ease. You're going to feel connected to your message. You're going to know exactly what to say and how to say it. And it's going to resonate with people and have the impact that you want it to have. But alongside those seasons, there will be moments, days, sometimes seasons as well, where it doesn't quite feel that way where you question things a little bit more, where things don't get the response that you might expect or want them to, when you're lacking the clarity or the confidence to really help you to show up online. And I just want to acknowledge that those seasons are totally okay. And I'd say if anything, they are completely normal and a sign that you are just in that cycle of ebbing and flowing within your business. 
I know that whenever I'm in those down seasons, what I tell myself is that I'm the only one who is feeling that way, that this is the evidence that I need, that I should just stop trying and just give up. And I wanna remind you that those things are not true. Everyone experiences these challenges with their content. We may not see it because we see people's highlights reels, we see the finished products, but as someone who has been running their own business for quite a while and has the total privilege of seeing other people's businesses, I can pretty confidently say that being in a rut is normal. I know a couple of months ago, I was in one of the biggest ruts I think I've ever been in with my content. It's something that I've spoken more about in my emails and over on Instagram TV. So I'll link those below if you wanna read more about the kind of challenge that I was facing as a whole. But I was basically just facing a huge crisis of confidence and of identity in my business. And as a result, I got myself into a massive rut with my content. And what I found most challenging about that rut was the fact that it felt really hopeless. I couldn't see anyone else talking about struggling to show up online. I was seeing everyone else showing up with what I thought was ease and getting this amazing response. And I was just telling myself this story of like, well, you're the only one that struggles with this. It's a red flag that you're struggling with this. So you should just not try and walk your way out of it. And if you're feeling in that place at the moment, just want to remind you, there is hope. I know it feels frustrating. I know it feels like no one else struggles with the same things. But let me tell you, they absolutely do. And there is a way out of it. Getting yourself out of a rut, I mean, this is true for any kind of rut that you face in your business, is sadly not a linear thing. There is not a three-step plan or a blueprint that I can give you that is gonna get you in 20 minutes time feeling back in that first season I talked about where you're on it and everything feels clear. It's gonna feel messy, it's gonna take time, but that doesn't mean you just have to sit back and wait for this season to pass. So what I wanna share in this episode is five things that I've really noticed help both myself and my clients and students walk out of this content rut and get back to a place where you are feeling on it. So first thing to do if you're feeling in a rut with your content is to take a step back and be conscious about what you're consuming. It feels counterproductive. You're struggling to show up online. So my encouragement is to stop showing up online. Well, this is step one of five. So don't worry, it doesn't end here. But I think a lot of the time, especially if you're feeling in like a rut. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just a moment. It's like, nah, nah, we're in the trenches. I'm in a rut here you're actually making it harder for yourself to get out of it by just pushing and forcing and trying to take more action. There comes a point where the best thing you can do for yourself is to actually just take a step back. If you think about showing up online as being a muscle and we use the analogy of like physical muscles, if your leg muscles, don't know what they're called, left school at 16, who knows? Um, if those muscles were struggling, if they were sore, if you couldn't use them very well, you wouldn't sort that injury by going for a 10 mile run. The first step to sorting that injury would be to stop flipping running and actually just rest your muscles for a second. And whilst that analogy may feel a little bit odd in the context of showing up online, I do think showing up online takes a certain muscle. And if that muscle isn't feeling good and easy to use, the first step to getting it to a place where it does feel good and easy to use is to actually give it a bit of a rest. Consistency, yes, is important. But consistency is only important when you're showing up from the right place. So first step is to take the pressure off. I had this when I was in my big old rut, which I talked about, and I just moved my upcoming launch. Now, launching is a huge 
thing in terms of content. It takes a lot of content. It takes being very connected to your message. It takes showing up in a really confident and clear way. And I just knew I could not force it. I was not going to launch well from this place and showing up more, which is what you're doing when you're launching, was actually going to be counterproductive in me getting my way out of this place of feeling stuck. So take the pressure off. If you've got a content plan in front of you, just delete it or just move it to the dates or in a few weeks time. So you don't waste that energy, but you just say, hey, for now, for the kind of near future, I am just going to remove the expectation to show up with consistency and frequency. And I'm going to let my muscle rest for a moment before I try and start using it again. And the second thing I'd encourage you to do is to be conscious about what you're consuming. It is very easy to let other people's content and other people's businesses turn from being sources of inspiration to being sources of comparison and self-deprecacy. And what I want you to be aware of is how what you're consuming is impacting how you're feeling about your own content. I heard an analogy a couple of years ago about ships and it really resonated with me in the context of kind of comparison and watching what we're consuming. And the analogy was that ships don't sink because they're surrounded by water. Ships sink because the water gets in. And I think in the context of showing up online and being surrounded by other people's noise and other people's content, we've got to make sure we've got those boundaries in place where yes, we're surrounded by it. And actually it's what's keeping us afloat. It's what's providing inspiration and encouragement. And it's what is helping us to show up online and be able to notice when actually that becomes unhealthy, we don't have the boundaries in place. And then that noise begins to get in. And actually it goes from being what helps us to stay afloat to actually what begins to drown or sink (laughs) the metaphorical ship of our content. So I want you to think, how is what you're consuming affecting you? And I want to take the judgment away from this because I know sometimes I feel really bad for comparing myself to someone else. It might be that it's a friend of mine and their content is just really triggering me. They are not doing anything wrong. They are not doing it intentionally. They are not in any way to blame. But for some reason, most of those reasons will be completely to do with us and not to do with them. Their content is no longer helping me in the way that I want it to or in the way that I'd like it to. So what I'd encourage you to do is to utilize the two most fantastic buttons you will ever come across on Instagram, which is first of all, the mute button. And second of all, the unfollow button. I'm just going to own it. I mute people when what they are sharing is not supporting me. That doesn't mean that they are sharing bad stuff. Actually, it's often when they're sharing their best stuff. It just means that the headspace that I'm in isn't helping me to consume their content in a healthy way. And it's not allowing their content to have the impact that I want it to. Now, if they're people where you do love what they share, but it's just not helping you right now, utilize those mute buttons. You can mute stories, you can mute grid, you can go for the two. But if it's people where you just look at their content and you're like, this never serves me, this doesn't have the possibility to inspire me to be that water that kind of keeps my ship afloat, go and unfollow them. Who are we to think that people are gonna actually care that much that we've unfollowed them? 
Just take it away from your newsfeed. In the same way that we curate the newspapers that we read and the magazines that we buy, we should curate the content that we're consuming because what you are taking in, even if it's on a very subconscious level, is no doubt going to be playing a role in how you're feeling about your content. And on that note of other people's content, I just wanna remind you of this thing that Lucy Sheridan talks about, who is fantastic. She talks all about comparison, which is that other people's success is actually proof that it's possible and not reason that it's not. If you are finding yourself triggered by other people's content and you're in a rut and everyone else just seems to have reels that are going viral and podcasts that are getting great downloads and whatever else other statistic you're using to compare yourself to them with, I want you to reframe that and not see it as, oh, well, because their content really resonates with their audience, that means that mine can't or mine shouldn't but actually see it for what it is, which is the fact that their content going down well proves to you that it's possible to have content that resonates with people, to show up online in a way that really connects, to grow your audience, to grow your engagement rate, whatever the metric might be that you're comparing yourself to. So yes, watch what you're consuming and curate that, mute, unfollow as and when you need to, but also when you are looking at other people's stuff, make sure you're looking at it for the right reasons and that you're seeing it for what it is, which is inspiration and proof that it is possible. So that is step number one. If we are making a bit of a five-step plan here, take a step back and be conscious about what you're consuming. And then the next thing I'd encourage you to do is number two, to remind yourself what it's really about. It is very easy when showing up online to lose focus and start thinking that it's about something that it is not. So let me be a reminder for you. When you are showing up online, all you are doing is having a conversation with your people. When I say your people, I mean your ideal clients, your ideal customers, the people that your message is for. That is what you're doing when you're showing up online, whether it's through tweets, through emails, through Instagram stories, through a Facebook group. Those things are just mediums that you are using to have conversations with your people. And what I want you to remind yourself of is why you're having those conversations, what those conversations exist to do. It's easy to get distracted by the numbers. And we can start focusing on things that don't actually matter that much in the grand scheme of things. And we can get distracted by the vanity metrics and the shiny stuff and forget why we're actually there in the first place. Now, why you're showing up online is gonna look totally different to every single one of us. And that's the beauty of it. That's one of the things that got me into marketing in the first place, so that there is unlimited potential of how you can use an online presence to connect with people and to serve and to grow a business and to make an impact. So I want you to remind yourself why. I talk a lot about how the center of our businesses should be our why, not just the why for ourselves and why we do it for us, but also our why for others. It's the central point of your business because it's what everything should be built on top of. And when it comes to our online presence, it's easy to get distracted from that why and stop building in line with that. So take it back to that central point. When we're feeling stuck, we can all too quickly jump to the what and the practical and be like, right, I need to figure out my content planning and I need to figure out what my strategy is. And that stuff is important. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think before you get to that, you wanna make sure that that very central point feels clear. 
it is so much easier to do the strategy, to take the action, to implement once that purpose and that why feels clear. And reminding yourself of this why isn't just about then having a strategy and a plan that can reflect it and help you work towards it. It's also about reminding yourself what it's all about and giving you that nudge of kind of motivation and drive to take the action and to get yourself out from this place. I know that I sometimes get to a place with showing up online where I'm like, oh, I literally just don't want to be caring for this. This does not make sense in my business. Why am I doing this? It all just feels so surface level. And then when I remind myself why, when I remind myself that it's about helping other people to get closer to their dreams, to build businesses that are impactful, that are sustainable, that bridge the gap between success and values, I'm like, oh, Yes, that is why I do it. And it's not that that instantly gets me out of the rut, but it kind of gives me that drive and that motivation. And I guess just that reminder that I need of, okay, this is why we're doing it. So number two, remind yourself what it's really about and remind yourself why. Let me tell you, showing up online, it's just a conversation between you as the business and with your people. And it is a conversation which exists to get your why and your purpose achieved. Whether that's because you have your impact via your content or just because your content is how people find your products and services and therefore your why is achieved. It's gonna look different for every single one of us, but remind yourself what it's really about. And I'd say with that as well, put your stats in their place. As I've said, easy to get distracted by the shiny stuff, by the numbers, by the vanity metrics. And whilst I'm not going to put a blanket statement out there that stats are irrelevant, they're absolutely not our measures of success. And what I'd encourage you to do is to see your stats as indicators of success, but not measures of them. If that's something that resonates with you and you want to kind of hear more of that conversation, I'd really suggest after this episode, you go and listen to episode number 140, where I talked all about using Instagram as a tool, not a measure of success. And I went into more detail about kind of how we put our online presence in its place and how we get it to a place where, yeah, the stats are telling us something valuable, but we're not measuring our success and our worth and our identity on what the numbers are telling us. And that's going to be especially true as you begin to take action to get yourself out of this rut, because to an extent, you want to be ignoring the stats for a little bit whilst you find your feet again. But we'll talk more about that in point number five. So let's get on to point number three of getting yourself out from a rut. So you've taken a step back, you've got more conscious about what you're consuming, you've reminded yourself why, and you've reminded yourself what it's really about. Well, now what I want you to do is to get clear on your message. I believe in business, there's this kind of three-step process that we are constantly working through. Uh, Step number one is clarity. Step number two is strategy. And step number three is action. So clarity, that is about getting clear on why are we actually doing this? What is this all about? What are we actually here to do? Strategy, that is then how you get closer to that big picture that you've just clarified. That's the plan of what you're going to be doing. And then action, that's the implementation of that strategy. And to me, this isn't like a three-step plan. It's more of a loop because 
as you take that final step of action, you get more clarity. And as a result of more clarity, your strategy gets stronger. So you can take more action and you can see how that goes around in a circle. And I think a lot of the time when we're trying to get out of a rut, we jump straight to the strategy and the action. And we're like, right, I need to figure out my content plan. I need to sort out my real strategy, or I just need to go and take that action. And those, of course, are things that you do need to do to get yourself out of a rut. But I would encourage you not to miss out that first step of getting clear before you create the strategy and before you take the action. And also our clarity is something that should be constantly evolving and shifting because as we run our businesses, not only does our big picture get clearer and develop, but also we learn more so we can get clearer. Now, in the context of your online presence, what I would encourage you to get clear on here is your message. That first bit is about getting clear on what message you're showing up with. So you can then do that second step of figuring out a strategy of how you're gonna get that message out there. So what I'd encourage you to do is to check back in with what message are you actually showing up with? Some questions that I would encourage you to ask yourself and consider your answers to would be, who are you showing up for? And also, who are you not showing up for? If you don't know who your content is for, you're gonna find it real hard to know what to say because it's like sitting down for a conversation with someone and you can't see them and you don't know who they are. So of course, you don't know what to say in that conversation. So feel clear. So remind yourself, who is it for? And don't just do that on a surface level. A lot of the time when we're thinking about ideal client and customer, we just think about demographic. And to an extent, demographic is important, but knowing someone's demographic doesn't really tell you anything about what message they wanna hear from you. What I'd encourage you to get clear on is who are you speaking to on a qualitative level? Consider what they value. Consider their pain points and their challenges. Consider their passions and their dreams. Consider the things that they really care about and the things that really matter to them. Consider their hobbies and their interests. If you can get clear on your ideal audience on that level, you are gonna find it so much easier to show up with content that is gonna connect with and resonate with them. Another question I'd encourage you to ask yourself, what impact does your content exist to have? What are you trying to actually do here? You're not just adding to the noise, you're showing up with something of value. So what is that value? Now, if that question feels a bit terrifying to ask because you're worried the answer is gonna be, I have no value to bring, lean into it. I promise you, you are not gonna conclude that question with I have nothing to bring and I can't have an impact. It might take a bit of digging. It might take asking some people that know you really well and going, hey, what is my genius? It might take looking back at client or student testimonials or feedback from people and looking at what they've said you did for them. It might be about looking at some of your best performing content and looking at the comments and the reviews that it got, seeing what people said it did for them and why they loved it. Remind yourself what value you have to bring and what impact that value has. And then the other things I'd encourage you to question and kind of bring language to would be, what are your beliefs? What are you passionate about? And what perspective do you bring? 
I've definitely noticed, and this is true both for my business and for those that I work with, that a lot of the time when we're struggling to show up online, maybe we're comparing ourselves to other people. Maybe we don't believe that there is a need for our message. Maybe we don't feel clear on what space we should and shouldn't be taking up. It's because we haven't actually clarified who we are speaking as and what we are bringing. When you are creating content, you wanna be creating from a place where you are crystal clear on what your beliefs are, what your passions are, and what your perspective is. Think about the people whose content you really love, the people whose content that always makes you stop scrolling, that you always read, that always resonates. What I'm gonna bet is true about their content is that it is built on an incredibly strong foundation of their beliefs, their passions, and their perspective. Now, these questions aren't about coming up with the answers and deciding what your beliefs, passions, and perspectives are, but these questions are about helping you to label them. You as a human will have beliefs. You will have passions. You will have a perspective that you bring. What you might not have is the language for what those things are. So I'd encourage you to ask yourself those questions and it might help you to think about the negative in order to figure out the positive. So with what are your beliefs? Maybe you're sat there like, I don't know what my beliefs are. Like, what do I stand for? Think about what you don't stand for. In the industry and the space that you're in, what really frustrates you? What do you hate? What do you wish didn't exist? What makes you angry? What could you rant about for hours? I'm gonna bet that your answer to those questions, although it feels negative when you flip it on its head, is gonna tell you something that you believe and something that you're passionate about. The clearer you are on those foundational things, who you're showing up for, what your value is, what your beliefs and your passions are, what perspective you bring, the easier you're gonna find it to then check your strategy and to then do the practical stuff. Feeling clear on and connected to your message is not only gonna make it 10 times easier to do the strategy stuff, but it's also gonna mean that your content really resonates with and connects with people. Your content and what you share is not for everyone. And that is a positive thing. If you're trying to be for everyone, you're going to be for no one. What is gonna make your people want what you have to say and resonate with your content is the fact that your content is entrenched and soaking in, weird analogy, your beliefs, your passions, your perspective, and your value. So get clear on those things would be my third encouragement to you, which brings me on nicely to my fourth encouragement or kind of fourth step if we are making a plan here, which is to then check your strategy. You've got your message. You feel clear on those things. Amazing. Now let's get to the next part of that clarity strategy and action cycle that I talked to you about and look at the strategy of how you're showing up online. Now, marketing strategy is like a whole nother episode within itself. Let me know if you want me to talk more about that. But overall, your marketing strategy is just about outlining where you're gonna be speaking, how you're gonna be speaking, and when you're gonna be speaking. So you've got your message and all we're doing now is coming up with the plan of how that message is gonna get out there. So first of all, where are you showing up? This is where we're looking at your platforms. We're thinking which platforms are gonna be most beneficial for your business. And the things I'd encourage you to think about here is where are your people? Where are they showing up? What platforms are they using? And what platform is gonna be best suited to your message and the way that you like to create? Yes, it's important that we're on the platforms that our idle clients and customers are on, 
But it's also important that we're on the platforms that we enjoy creating for and that we feel suit the way that we want to show up. You might be on a platform that makes total sense strategically because your audience is there, but that's not actually going to be strategic if you can never find the energy or enthusiasm to show up because you're not going to be able to be consistent with that. So get clear, where are you showing up? And I'd encourage you here, value quality over quantity. My business is on one social media platform, Instagram. Now I'm on a lot of other platforms alongside that. Don't worry, not building unsustainably, but I only have one social media because I'd rather show up intentionally and with focus to one platform than to do it in a half-hearted way for multiple. When you're defining where you're showing up and the platforms that you're on, what I'd encourage you to do is to consider how they differ. I notice a lot of the time with clients where they get stuck is that they've got multiple platforms. Maybe they've got email marketing, they've got a podcast and they've got Instagram, but they're not clear on what is actually happening on each of those platforms. And that's where we're then looking at this second piece of your strategy, which is how are you using that platform, AKA what is your content going to be? Now your message that you've just got clear on should be in all of your content, that should be everywhere. But the way that you share that message, the type of content that you create should be different per platform. First of all, it should be different per platform so that you're utilizing that platform's strengths and you're not trying to fit you know, a square peg into a round hole by just putting the same content everywhere and hoping that it sticks. Different platforms need different strategies. So you wanna make sure that your content is specific to that platform so that it's as effective as possible. And the second reason you wanna get clear on how you're using each specific platform is so that you know what to say where when you get to do your content planning. If you are looking at all of your platforms together, maybe on your content planning spreadsheet or up on your poster board, whatever it is that you do to content plan, and you're stood there just thinking, I have no clue what I should be saying where, I'm gonna bet part of the problem there is that you're not clear on how your platform should be differing and what should go where. So get really clear on that. How am I using email marketing? How am I using Instagram? How am I using my blog? And how does that content differ? You'll be saying the same thing in most places, but the way that you're saying it should be different. Like I said, both so that it works for that platform, but also so that it feels different to you and to your audience. If I shared exactly the same stuff in exactly the same way on every platform, you would wanna connect with one of my platforms. By mixing it up, you connect with every element of my digital strategy, hopefully. Go and subscribe to my emails and follow me on Instagram if you don't. And therefore it's more effective because I'm speaking to you with more frequency. So get clear on your content. Now you know your message. Now you know your platforms. What content are you sharing per platform? And once you've done that, it's then the final part of your marketing strategy, which is about thinking about the when. So when are you going to be sharing that content? And this is where we're looking at frequency. Now, to an extent, I would say we want to ignore frequency a little bit when we're in a rut, because as I said with my first point, you want to take a step back and let the muscle rest before you keep trying to use it. So what I'd encourage you to think about here is not what is my frequency going to be tomorrow, but what is the ideal frequency that I want to be working towards in terms of how often I'm showing up on this platform. Something I always say when the idea of frequency is brought up is that we want to value consistency over frequency. Part of the reason that you might be struggling to show up online is because your expectations of how much content you can create is not realistic to the time and the resources that you have. 
If you are being over ambitious with your frequency, you are shooting yourself in the foot massively because you're going to find it impossible to be consistent. And consistency ultimately is the big thing that's going to help you to show up online in a way that grows your business. So when you're thinking about frequency, yes, be as frequent as you can be, but make sure that you are being very considerate of the energy the time, the resources that you have, the other things that are going on that might limit how frequent you can be. And you're landing on a frequency that is sustainable. Again, we're not saying here, you know, this is what you have to be doing every single week or every single month. We're just outlining, okay, in an ideal world, when we are feeling good with content, what kind of frequency do we want to keep up? And that's going to really support you when you go to content planning, because you won't feel the pressure to fill every single space on your spreadsheet or to cram all of the content in that you can. You'll kind of allow yourself to maybe show up a little less frequently than you could but you'll then be doing it in a way that actually feels sustainable and is something that you can therefore keep up and it will have the impact that you want it to have. As I said, marketing strategy can be such a bigger conversation than that, but once you've got clear on your message, check your strategy. And you might notice as you work through those three steps from platforms to content to frequency, you might see where the big sticking point is. What I love about working through a problem in this way, where we go right back down to the foundations and kind of just build up step by step, is that it helps you to identify where the issue is. If you go right back to the why, and then you do the clarity of the message, and then you do the strategy, and then you do the action, you are going to be able to discover where the issue, or in my case, it's often multiple issues, are sitting. If you're just sat there like, oh my gosh, I'm so stuck with my content, I don't know what to do, you'll likely struggle to identify what the root of that problem is. But by taking it right back to basics and just building up step by step, you might fly through the why and the clarity of message stuff and then really struggle with the check your strategy stuff. That's fine. That's just identifying that that was where the problem was sitting. But you see, by going right back to basics and building it up step by step, you give yourself the opportunity to figure out where the problem is really sitting. Because more often than not, especially in marketing, what feels like a practical problem is not a practical problem. It stems from something sat in our foundations. Now, speaking of foundations, you've now worked your way through them. You have reminded yourself why, you have got clear on your message, you have checked your strategy and made sure that it's in line with that. Hey, now we're on to the fifth and final step, which is to take messy action. That cycle that I was telling you about, clarity, strategy, action. Well, Clarity and strategy are bloody useless if they are not followed by action. Let me just tell you straight. I know it feels awkward. I know it feels messy, but action is ultimately the only way that you are going to get yourself out of a rut. Now, you've already been taking action up until this point. Everything that you did with taking a step back, thinking about your message, getting clear on the value that you bring, checking your strategy, that's all action, but that's internal action. And what I'm talking about here is external action. And this is the action that does feel a little bit more awkward, does feel a little bit more scary because it's the action that other people can begin to see. The biggest encouragement that I would give you with this is that you find your voice by using it. Yes, you want to make sure that you can gain as much clarity and have as thorough of a strategy as possible before you go to take action. But there comes a point where you just have to go for it. In business, you never feel 100% ready. There's never going to be a point where you feel 
definite that what you're going to do is the right plan and that you have totally got this. A huge part of business is knowing enough to take one step and then trusting that when you take that step, you're going to be able to take the next and then the next. And then after a while, look at you, you've taken 10 steps, you've smashed it. In business, you rarely know more than just your next step. So as you're kind of getting back on the horse, you're getting back into creating content, I'd really encourage you just put the blinkers on and just think, what is the next piece of action that I can take? It is going to feel messy. It is going to feel like you are finding your feet again. I love the analogy of thinking about like a toddler learning to walk. I feel like in business, I'm constantly feel like I'm in that toddler phase where I'm like, I am just finding my feet. I'm like just learning how to do this in a very basic way. And that is okay. What I'd encourage you to do when you are taking the action is in the short term, ignore the stats for a little while. As I said, stats are useful. They are indicators of something, but especially when you're finding your feet and actually the goal is just to take action rather than to get a certain result, the stats can get you focusing on the wrong things and they can distract you from what is really important. So if it helps as you're walking yourself out of the rut and you're taking that messy action, ignore the stats. Yes, stats are important and valuable. And once you feel back out of the rut, then yeah, be strategic and analyze and get your spreadsheets out and do whatever else it is that you like to do to track the numbers. But whilst you are just getting back on the horse and finding your feet, I would encourage you to ignore the stats because I don't think they help you in just taking that messy action without too much thought for the response that you're getting and what that then means for your business. So There we have it. This has been a very chatty episode. Bless Emily, my brilliant editor. I've recorded this in about seven different parts because it just hasn't come out very easily, but I'm really hoping that you have taken something from this episode. If you are in a rut with your content, please know you are not alone. I know that might sound really silly of like, Alice, get a grip. You're just talking about like struggling to create an Instagram post, but I do get it. It does feel frustrating. It does feel hopeless, but I promise soon you will be where I am at and you will be looking back at that rut and thinking, ah, wasn't too bad, was it? We learned something from that. Look at us now. I'm sure I'll be regretting saying this when in probably two weeks, I'll be back in a rut. But hey, that is part of the joy of business, isn't it? Is that it ebbs and it flows. And as I said, we work in seasons. I do want to end by saying I absolutely loved seeing all of your shares and messages off the back of last week's episode about starting Q2 strong. Thank you so much if you did that. Hosting a podcast can be a weird experience because you see the numbers, but you very rarely see the faces and the impact and the people and the businesses behind them. So please know that it means so much. Not only is it how the podcast grows when you share the podcast, but it's also what keeps me doing it and what reminds me why I show up on this podcast each week and spend two hours trying to record an episode and running in circles. I will see you next Monday for another episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so that you don't miss out and have a good one. Get out the rut, get back on the horse. You got this. 